All right. Thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes. And yeah, the, the, the concerns around the issue of, of gambling, it is an incredibly big problem. And, you know, the people who lose houses, who lose cars, um, especially when they are in, in that high of needing to just have a win, uh, almost anything can be off the cards. And uh, we'll certainly see what are the ways we can explore that conversation further. Well, let's turn our attention into this now. Uh, a report into the economic impact of the sugar tax sugar tax uh, has revealed a negative impact on the industry and on the economy the report revealing that 16,621 jobs have been lost and it has also resulted in a decline of investment uh, to the economy of 653 million rand. Well, let's speak to Lawrence Mbalati, who is the head of the Healthy Living Alliance Healer. Lawrence, good morning to you and thanks for your time. Good morning, Katie, and uh, SA, SA listener, SAFM listener. Yeah, let's just reflect on this report that was tabled before NETLAC, and it's really about the economic impact of the health promotion levy on the sugar market industry. And uh, we know that it's a report that was also commissioned by NETLAC to really just take a, a holistic view of what the impact of this tax has been on the industry. Um, thank you very much, Kate. And I think it's important to take a step back uh, mm-hmm. that when the sugar tax was implemented in 2018, April, mm-hmm. um, government had clear intention of keeping uh, sugar consumption um, and its resulting, you know, um, underlying conditions such as obesity and diabetes, um, which sugar is at the center of. So I think one thing about the study, I haven't seen the study, I'm not sure if you have seen, I've just seen reports, um, from the sugar industry, uh, you know, propelling one narrative um, of, of job losses. I think it's important to look at, um, it, it would have been awesome if the study had looked at the holistic um, approach, as, as you have said, in terms of has the sugar tax been working um, as one part. Um, and government wanted to commission this study to look at the unintended consequences that may have been there because I think we know that the sugar tax works. We've seen studies showing um, South Africans are, are, are eating less and drinking less of sugar. You know, I, I, I don't want to be presumptuous and, and say that we know that the sugar tax works. So, uh, you know, as part of a, of a member of, a, of an institution that is working in the industry, what is the research that you would be looking at to, to try and give you a sense of whether this tax has actually done what government intended for it to do? So number one, to see is um, um, the, the, the tax was introduced to reduce uh, overconsumption of sugar. So there have been two studies um, that have confirmed that. Um, one it was done in Langa, in the township in Cape Town, and another one was done in Soweto. And both studies have shown, the one in Soweto have shown um, like a 50% reduction in the, in the, in the consumption of, of, of sugar drinks. Um, and in Langa has shown the threefold, like 60%, up to 60% of reduction uh, in the consumption of sugar. But I think also mm-hmm. in the long term, which I think it's important to outline to listeners, that 
the 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 reduction in the consumption we want to see in the long term is the reduction of obesity and its related um uh, or underlying conditions such as diabetes mm-hmm. so the the reduction has been in the sugary drinks but of course we know that um you know people can consume uh, other things that have a high sugar content yes and i think that's why as a, as healthy living alliance we have been also um been campaigning for government to implement a clear warning labels because we understand that you know almost in every diet case from your breakfast um there is the food that we're eating has a high level of 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 um of sugar um so in the in the diet so i think it's important that point that you are raising that um um that's why we are also calling for the labels for or clear warning labels on the um on the product with a high, with a high level of um sugar uh, salt and fat content so as it stands do we have clear research indicating that the sugar tax has number one resulted in a drop in 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 consumption of sugary drinks um but not just sugary drinks but you know other items with high sugar content and that that has in turn had an effect on people's health outcomes yes so so we know that uh, there are two studies that I was referring to the Cantel study for Langa and the one in Soweto mm. have shown the reduction um in consumption of sugary drinks um what we we don't have in the in the study is uh it's is the consumption of sugar in the other diet that we take you know from mm. breakfast from your kellogs from your every other products that we are eating um if if there has been a, a reduction but that's why we we're saying because many people many of us we don't know what's in our food and and if, as a campaign for hila we have been actually calling for government to urgently implement you know the warning labels um just mm-hmm. like this, like just like in tobacco and i think it's 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 sad Kate, because the 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 the, the harms of of of, of overconsumption of sugar was well, is not pretty known right so from growing up we we have always been fed with sweets um and sweet and food as 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 something that we have actually grown up to get addicted to so i think it's important that you know as part of a holistic approach including raising awareness mm-hmm. to mention that it's unsustainable you know to create the demand of sugar by feeding people um uh, or by by encouraging people to take uh, food or diet with high uh, with high content of sugar what do you make of where the the industry the sugar industry is and the impact that this tax has had on the industry look we sympathize particularly with the um particularly the the the, the small scale farmers the sugar grain growers uh, the sugar cane growers but the industry has been talking about diversifying you know um cuz it's not sustainable to um expect that you know uh, the sugar industry will be sustainable by you know uh, people eating food with high content of sugar they i think there is a need uh, to urgently this is an opportunity for the sugar industry to urgently look at diversifying you know biofuel ethanol you know there's a high demand for fuel you know for aeroplanes and other things and i think these are at the capable hands government has already uh, introduced the master plan to support you know the industry um in terms of in intended in consequences remember this industry has been you know on its knees um you know due to cheap imports of sugar from Switzerland you know the competitiveness of the market mm. you know droughts and other challenges so i think it's important that the industry can just look at the look have a holistic view 
um, in terms of how can it sustain itself, including to urgently diversify, you know, the other to other uses of sugar. Without the figures that show that this tax is having a direct impact on reducing the obesity levels in this country, do you think that there is still a case for the ta- for the tax to be implemented in its current form? I think there is a, there is a, um, um, the case for for an increase, and I think we have been. Uh, speed firm in terms of uh, calling for a 20% as recommended by the WHO and as it initially intended by Treasury to implement. Because I think over 4.5 million kids are living with diabetes in South Africa and most common one, 90% is type 2 diabetes, mm. which is uh, from sugar diet. I mean, the the cost to the economy as well, because I think it's important that we don't have one narrative when we look at the holistic view of what the text is intended to uh, you know, it's in billions of rands in terms of actually treating people with diabetes, treating people who are amputated. Um, so the picture doesn't look good. If you look at COVID-19 and people with severe symptoms and casualties and deaths, it's people who are living with diabetes. So it's important that South Africa take all reasonable mm-hmm. steps and measures to combat the overconsumption of sugar, which is at the center of, of, the, of the obesity and the spiral level of, of diabetes. And many people, kids, me and you, because we have not been sick, we have not tested for diabetes. So these are the people who usually present at World Speaking when they are already sick. It's a question of costs versus benefits. The sugar tax, is it producing the result that um, was intended? Uh, Perhaps you can also call in and tell me about whether or not, since the introduction of this tax, you've actually been eating uh, less sugar. Have you been eating less sugar since, um, or or less sugary products uh, since this tax has been put in place? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on this particular matter because the industry is complaining the industry is saying look we are being obliterated as 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 as, as a sector like i said 16000 job losses in the overall economy uh, related to the sector since this tax was implemented and when it comes to uh, you know the, the the decline in the sugar industry's gross value added contribution uh, this is to south africa's gdp that's down by 1. 19 billion rand um it's a lot of money you know the total reduction in terms of the contribution to south africa's gdp declining by 2 billion rand uh, and this is uh, for for the year 2018 so d- do the costs outweigh the benefits i'll take your calls on 011 714 uh, uh, bongi thomas our td bongi has has the tax the sugar tax are you eating less sugar because of the sugar tax? Yes or no? <laughs> she, she's kind of waving, uh, shaking her head. So I'll take that, I'll take that as, as a no. And I suppose that's a big issue. How do you gauge the efficiency of this, of this tax with the limited studies, uh, Lawrence? How do you gauge the efficiency of this tax? I think it's important that we must understand that you know, obesity prevention strategies are, very, are, are much more in the long term. So as much as it's easy to gain weight, it's not easy to lose weight, to give a practical example. So um, we know that for like a five-year period, can, five to ten-year period can be a good time to assess the impact on obesity. But I think the, the two studies and, and the other studies that have been done internationally, you know, South Africa is not the only country. There are over 20 countries that are implementing this, this text, including countries of similar stature as 
Mexico, Chile, um, that of, of the same socioeconomic, you know, uh, status as in, as in South Africa. So we, we know um, that we know enough um, that that encourages us that the taxes started actually to have ripple effect in the in the in the declining sugar consumption in this country. The, the fact that this tax is implemented on its own and that there aren't any other measures being put in place to actually support people um, in in leading a healthier life in eating healthier does does that not mm. risk the fact that you 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 might end up with the same outcomes in the end because nothing else is is changing yes i can you know drink coke zero instead of mm. coke but mm. if nothing else in my diet has changed mm. if i'm mm. eating chips and bread it's mm. not going to have an impact i think you 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 very you're quite correct because the food is a complex issue uh, and i think one of the things that healthy living alliance is doing it's, uh, it has started a program on nutrition literacy, just basic nutrition literacy for people to really understand what you are eating. But I think also issue of food, we know there are, pro- there are challenges with income, there are challenges with, you know, the food system that we have in terms of access actually even to healthy food. So the, this, it needs a multiple, you know, um, efforts and multiple approach. Um, and we understand that the sugar tax is not a silver bullet. But it's one one of the tools that we have in our toolbox to actually um, address some of the challenges and policy regulation. Um, it's one of the things. So I think there is a need for a holistic way of looking at even decolonizing, you know, um, our food and food systems and the and, and and our diet. So it's important that you know we can move away um, into a community response to to something that is led by communities and communities defining, you know, um, access to healthy food and and and, you know, consuming healthy food. So I think this, we understand this is a complex and it needs a multi-sectoral approach. And we, we understand we're not going to solve this problem alone. We are working with other um, social justice, government. We are working with, you know, churches, um, South African Council of Churches. We want to work with everyone to, to make sure that, you know, we can make inroads in terms of preventing obesity and making sure that people can have access to healthy food. On social media, Humutson Du says, Kathy, I won't lie, I haven't reduced my intake of sugar-loaded stuff, haven't even paid attention to the tax impact on those things I've always liked, which is Coke, chocolate and custard. All right, Ndu, at least you're being honest in that conversation. You're not necessarily buying the 0% custard. You're just like, look, I'm going to continue my life as it has been. Uh, Pastor Nenen, Peter Maritzburg, good morning to you. Good morning, Katie, and your guest uh, studio. Yes, go for it. Yes, no, look, <laughs> he is spot on. I, I've stopped totally. I've been speaking to the members of my church. They've cut down in sugar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy anything that says sugar in my house, no soft drinks. No, I mean, he is spot on. This thing of obesity, mm-hmm. it, it's too much. Even in our uh, community, we struggle with people with diseases when it comes to sugar. I think that that's the way to go, unfortunately, to the sugar industry. But they need to uh, test other avenues. I mean, that's the way to go, Kate. So, so, so Pastor Nene, is, is your congregation healthier? Are they all losing weight? They're getting there. Especially <laughs> with, us, with us pastors, we don't, have, we don't get time to exercise, mm. so to say. Mm. So to, to, to eliminate uh, the sugar in our bodies, th- that's the way to go. We, we'll be healthy. I do get a chance to walk on Sunday before church service, but still, 
we need to stay away from sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way it is. Okay, all right. Pastor Nene out in Peter Marisburg. He's even yes. encouraging uh, his uh, congregation to, to eat less sugar. Colin, in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to your guest. Mm. You know, I listened to your, your guest there. did a survey in Langa and Soweto. Now, sugar might have went down, the intake of sugar in, in areas like that. But now if you go do a survey in the wealthy areas that can afford it, buy the cold drinks and things like that. I can understand rural areas, they'll rather spend their money on something else instead of having a cold drink. Mm-hmm. Now imagine, now the cold drinks. Now the children are eating sweets. I go to the shop and I see their mothers buy them handfuls of sweets, chocolates and things like that. Chips. There is sugar in there, there's everything. Now imagine sitting down on a Sunday afternoon, biting into a lovely chocolate cake mm. without sugar. Mm. So they, they mustn't come with the cold drink. They must look at every single thing. The croissants, the cakes, every single thing has got sugar in. And if they want to do a survey, do a survey where there's wealth, where there's money, where people can afford to buy Cokes and buy the bottles and bottles and bottles. Don't go to a, a, a place like Langa, where, where, where poverty is rife and Soweto knows things. Thank you, Kathy. All right, all right, Colin. Uh, Colin's view out in Cape Town. Okay, Lawrence, thank you so much for coming onto the show, for being part of this conversation. Lawrence Mbalati, he's the head of the Healthy Living Alliance. Would have been great to also uh, hear from the industry on this, but unfortunately, uh, they were not able to join us for this conversation. It's 10.30 and Musa is standing by with your latest news headlines.